What's going on, guys? Welcome to another episode of Tariq Radio. I am your gracious host, Tariq Nasheed. Glad to have everybody tuning in right now, doing the late night vibe. It's late, but we're here. Everybody's up, so we're going to do what we do. Let everybody know that we're live right now because we are going to chop up some good game. And I'm glad everybody, especially on the East Coast, is staying up with me tonight. So while everybody's piling in the room, family, you guys don't move a muscle. Hang tight, because we will be right back right here on Tariq Radio. Don't move a muscle. Listen up, squares. You need to get the legendary book on game, The Art of Mackin, by author Tariq King Flex Nasheed. Available on Amazon right now. Can you dig it? This book has been a bestseller for 20 years, Jack. And the New York Times called it a classic. That means it's out of sight. So this book ain't for no lames who ain't trying to learn the game. Jive turkeys. So if you're ready to stop slacking in your macking, get the Art of Macking book on Amazon and Barnes & Noble right now. Sucker. Rated yeah. PG. That stands for plenty of game, Jive Chumps. Check out the brand new documentary, New Orleans 2030. It's a documentary that talks about the wake of events following the Hurricane Katrina tragedy in the great city of New Orleans and how they experienced an abundance of gentrification. Filing your taxes easy for you. They can prepare your taxes in person or virtually in all 50 states. Just snap a picture of your documents and leave the rest up to them. Let Clark Pro Taxes prepare your personal and business taxes. Clark Pro Taxes will not stop until you get your maximum refund. Go to ClarkProTaxes.com right now. Their calendars are open for the 2024 tax filing season. That's ClarkProTaxes.com. Follow them on Instagram and Facebook at Clark Pro Taxes. Family, are you tired of going from site to site looking for children's books? Go to DrBirdieBooks.com where we already have over 100 children's ebooks. 100 children's ebooks? That's going to cost a few hundred dollars. No, our ebooks start as low as $3.47 for a pack of 10 unique children's books. That's D-R-B-I-R-D-Y-B-O-O-K-S dot com. Dr. Birdie Books. Bro, stop playing and start spraying. Leave an op on the ground where you stand. At all costs, yeah, make sure you protect it. Oh, goon juice, the formula been tested. You can defend yourself. If you find that you need a little help, gotta stay ready. Ain't no love in the street. Pepper spray straight to the face, make them get weak. Get it at ogoonjuice.com. If they think it, you slipping, then tell them to come get them some. If you packing this, you won't be lacking. But shot to the eye in them problems you having. Maximum strip, hit them haters on ground. So you can feel free when you out in the town. Ogoon juice, and don't forget a shirt, man. You gotta stay ready. That evil on lurk. Yeah. Okay, 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 okay. 
are now tuned into the legendary OG, Tariq Nasheed. I was up on this to all my friends. On Tariq Radio. Radio. Tariq getting all this cash. All right, we're back, ladies and gentlemen, and this is Tariq Nasheed. Thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning in, ladies and gentlemen. We are back. Glad to have y'all in here on the late night tip. I had a little technical glitch a second ago, but hell, we're here. We are back in business. Glad to have all of you guys tuning in. Um, everybody on the in the chat room right now, if you guys can hear me good, let me just double check and, and make sure my sound is good. Um, everybody, if you are in the chat, let me know if the sound is good, ladies and gentlemen. Let me just give me a thumbs up. Let me know if everything is good. Everything is cool in the gang. All right. That's what I need to hear. That's what I want to know. Excuse me. All right. But we're in here ready to chop up some great game as we always do. Um, Don't forget to get your root work deodorant, ladies and gentlemen, your root work deodorant at rootworkstyle.com. That's where you can get your root work deodorant, rootworkstyle.com, ladies and gentlemen. And also, you can get some on Amazon, too. If you have Amazon Prime, the root work will come to you pretty fast if you have Amazon Prime. So either or, you can get it from the website or Amazon Prime, ladies and gentlemen. All right, a lot of stuff we got to talk about. By the way, if you are in L.A., we're going to be having an event at the Hidden History Museum on February 24th. The comedy game is hot right now. We're going to have some comics. Y'all need to come out to that. The tickets are going to go on sale in a couple of days for the event at the Hidden History Museum, Saturday, February 24th. Y'all need to definitely come out um, for a few reasons. Number one, it is um, Black History Month, so you got to come out for Black History Month, right? You got to come out for Black History Month. That's number one. Um, Number two, we got a lot of great comedians that's going to be coming through. And the comedy game is very hot right now. These comedians are really turning up, especially on the Shannon Sharp joint. Shannon Sharp is the he's the new Oprah. Shannon is doing his thing. He's doing a phenomenal job with his um, the Club Shay Shay podcast. He's really taking this thing to a whole different level. So shout out to that brother um, for the guerrilla style journalism. It's, he's he's kicking the door open with a whole new fly lane, and I love it. And also, again, coming out to the Hidden History Museum February 24th, that's going to be the, that's the year anniversary of the Hidden History Museum. February this month, this is our one-year anniversary. We opened um, last year in February. So we've been rocking at the Hidden History Museum for a whole year. Didn't this year go by real fast, family? This year seemed like it went by very, very quickly. Very fast year. Very, very fast year. But it's been a phenomenal year. And we thank everybody for supporting the Hidden History Museum. And you can still support the Hidden History Museum at 
hiddenhistorymuseum.com, ladies and gentlemen. That's where you can go and support the Hidden History Museum, hiddenhistorymuseum.com. All that support is welcome. It's an institution for the community. Now, let's get into the nitty-gritty. Talk about what's going on. Everybody, I know y'all saw the Monique interview on Club Shay Shay. First, Cat Williams shut it down. Cat Williams was getting busy a few weeks ago. Um, Broke the internet, as they say. And I mean, he broke it. He broke that internet. Excuse me. He had things turned up out here in these streets. And Monique just did an interview dropping bombshells and also just um, saying a lot of stuff that a lot of people would like to say, but they just can't. And some people said that she was speaking truth to power. Some people think that she could have been somewhat of a troublemaker. There's a lot of mixed reviews about what she was saying on Club Shay Shay. But we do know that she was speaking her truth. She said a lot of controversial things on there. Um, she took some shots at some folks. Um, Tiffany Haddish. Um, I think Tiffany Haddish did an interview about Monique and said something like, if she had a said something about it, if her husband, something if she had a husband who did this or did that, kind of taking a jab at her husband and Monique snapped back saying something to the effect. Well, if you had a husband, Tiffany Haddish, like mine, you wouldn't have two DUIs. I'm like, Oh shit. Okay. Somebody's choosing violence. She said something to the effect. If you had a husband like mine, you wouldn't be accused or perceived of being accused of grooming. Cause y'all remember that video that came out and, um, it was her in a video um, with Ari Spears and there was a kid in there and it was it was some some very off color comedy. I'll say that. I don't want to get too deep into that. But unique, I mean Monique, Monique kind of went for the jugular a little bit. So she was she was hitting a few people, talking about the industry and how, you know, she spoke up for things and people felt a certain way. She spoke talking about Tyler Perry saying that Tyler Perry put out a rumor that she was difficult to work with and that messed her money up a little bit because that rumor circulated. So, you know, she, she's trying to holler at Tyler Perry for some compensation. She's trying to holler at Tyler like, hey, let me hold something since you put that, that, that bag on me like that. Okay. Interesting. And she went in on Oprah because remember Oprah had her family on after Monique won the Oscar. Was it, was it after she won the Oscar family? After she Monique won that Oscar for the movie precious Oprah had her family on and had her brother on here on there who, um, did things to her. I'm, I'm watching my words so we don't get no strike. I'm, I'm very careful with the words. But yeah, the brother did some some strange things and, and, and Monique is like, hey, I don't really want anything to do with my family, my mama, none of them people. I just don't rock with it. And there was um, a, a tape and I, I heard the tape earlier. It's on social media 
of um, them recording Tyler Perry, admitting that he put out a rumor. And I guess they let um, Shannon Sharp hear it. So it's a very interesting thing going on. Very interesting. And she talked about how the energy between Oprah and Taraji P. Henson was real weird because the thing is, yeah, she said how the, the white woman Barbara Walters didn't sell her out. It, it was some interesting things on there. And I, I mean, Monique was, she was going there. She was going there. She was going there heavy. She was going there heavy. Everybody do me a favor, retweet this. Let everybody know that we, we're live right now. Let everybody know we're live. When we get to 3,000 people, then I'll hop on camera with the family. But everybody, let everybody know that we're live right now, ladies and gentlemen. Let, let the family know. Retweet this. So with, with Monique talking about the industry, talking about how she was treated, how she, she spoke up about certain things. There's some people, Gary Owens came out defending Will Packer because um, Monique said something about Will Packer. And I'm cool with Will Packer. Will follows me. I follow him and I like Will Packer. She said that um, he said something about being the head nigger in charge. And I think he was kind of joking. Um, sounds like he was kind of joshing around a little bit. And she kind of felt a certain way about that. And Gary Owen hopped in and tried to take up for Will Packard. And he really needs to, <laughs> I think Gary Owens don't need to get in the mix at all. Gary don't want to, I don't think he needs to throw his hat in this arena. I, I, I don't think he needs to do that. But yeah, a lot of people attack the husband. They attack Sydney. Um, the thing is, with Monique, she she speaks up. She does speak up, and if something ain't right, Monique will say something about it not being right. And to an to an ex, to an extent, there's nothing wrong with that. Now I don't know what the relationship is that she has with other comedians or actors because I, I I can't I I don't know what their experience are with her. I don't know. And some of the people I'm cool with, like DL. I'm cool with DL. I know DL is cool. I'm cool with him. And I like a lot of the people that she's kind of beefing with. And I like Monique. And what she speaks about in the industry is very true. You got to understand. See, people like Oprah, and, and she went in depth. Monique talked a lot about how that Taraji P. Henson thing and the Oprah thing went down. And that's a very valid thing because, listen, the, the Hollywood industry, they try to play the plantation game. They don't care about a black person's notoriety or experience or whatever. They'll still, they'll, they try to play black folks to the left in Hollywood, man. They try to play you on some plantation shit. They really try to play you if you let them. You know, if you let them, they'll play you to the left. They'll play you, you know, like buckwheat. And they do these things and what they'll try to do, they'll try to get a black person as a front producer. You, you know what I'm saying? And let the black person be the fall guy for when things go wrong. Let's go into Precious, for example. Like Precious, 
I, I, let me be real. And even though I like Monique as a great actress, I didn't like the movie Precious, just the whole premise of it. I just didn't like that derogatory image of black folks. That was real weird. Monique, you know, she was a phenomenal actress in the film. I, as far as just the premise of it, that wasn't my cup of tea. And there were white people behind that movie. You know, they get a Lee Daniels and all of those folks, but it was white. It was Remember, when it won all them, uh, them awards, the, the white people who are really behind it, they came out and let themselves be known. They jumped out of the shadows. See, what they did, remember, they put Oprah and Tyler Perry as the quote-unquote um, executive producers. You know, that's some after-the-fact stuff. They just use them as the fall guys. So if there's criticism, it'll fall on Oprah, it'll fall on Tyler Perry. You see? It'll fall on them. Now, when the praise come, the white people are going to get the praise. When the awards come, the white people are going to knock you out the way to get that damn award. You see? So same thing with the color purple. They, you know, the, the Hollywood system, they understand what it is. They understand what it is. They it is the white money and the white handlers behind the scenes. They understand certain images that they'll put out. If they put their face on it, it's going to come back looking negative. Like, why are you portraying black people like this? But if you put a black face on it and let that black person take the bumps and bruises. For, let me give you another example. Candace Owens recently did a video. I want to see if I can find that video of Candace Owens talking about sexy red. And Candace Owens, you know what? Let me see if I can find that actual video. Let me let me try to find that video because I think this is very interesting. How they try to be slick. Let me let me find the actual video. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Let me see if I can find it real quick. Okay. Hold on. Where is this video? Um. Okay. All right. Well, Candace Owens, here it is. She was trying to blame a black producer. She was trying to put the blame on a black producer. Now, look look at this. I want y'all to, to peep this. Hold on. I hope I don't get a music strike or anything. Hope, hope it's not playing music. Hold on. Y'all bear with me one second. Let me play this for you. Because this is a great example of what I'm saying. How um, Candace Owens is... And, and this is basically the white think tank. Oh, hold on, hold on. Okay, oh, I don't want to play that part. Hold on, hold on. Okay, where's the volume? Okay. Okay, okay. All right, let me let her talk. Okay. Please spare me this. It's black culture. But I was interested, you know, because obviously yesterday we showed you that Ice Cube was talking to Bill Maher and he was saying that this was very intentional, that there were people that were intentionally feeding this sort of music to the black community because it also feeds the prison system. And so I looked into who platformed this young woman, actually, in 2023, and the reason why she's starting to gain so much popularity, a media company called Gamma began distributing her music, and Gamma has a lot of power. I'll tell you why Gamma has a lot of power because the two individuals that started Gamma, one of them came out of Apple, his name is Larry Jackson, 
And the second one of them came from Interscope Records. He has a ton of clout in the record community, the music community industry, so to speak. And his name is Ike Youssef. It's the white Middle Eastern guy. Larry Jackson, who I mentioned before. Now, she, she mentions the white Middle Eastern guy, but she's going to focus on Larry. It's black. And he is the person that I am more interested in. Ah, uh, why are you more interested in him, see? Why not? You're not going to say nothing about Zaddy. And also, she left out the, the, the white people. Here is a headline huh. regarding Larry Jackson. He's celebrated, obviously. He's a black entrepreneur. The Billboard headline reads, With Gamma, Larry Jackson is putting $1 billion to work for black culture. All right. So y'all get my point here, okay? So um, the white think tanks that promote the Candace Owenses and all of these people, they're trying to use, and this is what I've always said they were going to do. This is why I've been very critical of how they portray Sexy Red um, and the white money that's really behind her. They're trying to sit here and say, well, it's really a black person who's behind that um, ratchetness. And it's white money behind Sexy Red. Let's be very clear. Let me find my tweet because I actually showed a picture of the guy. Hold on one second. Let me find my tweet because I played, I showed a picture, a photograph of the guy who's really behind the money behind Gamma. See, they talk about the black front person and that's, again, that's what the black front person is for. The black front person is there to be the crash dummy. All right, and where is that? Let me see that. Where is that? I'm trying to find that tweet. I'm trying to find my tweet. I'm trying to find my tweet, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, what is this? Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Okay, I hate when I can't find something. Right when I'm doing things live. Uh, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Okay, now nah, I can't find it. Okay, I'm looking for... Ah, man. Okay, let me try to... Oh, here it is. Here it is. There we go. There we go. Okay. All right, this is it right here. All right, so this is the... Candace is leaving out the fact that Gamma is funded by Tom Borley, Estridge, Etheridge Industries. That's the real money behind Sexy Red, all right? This is the funding. The funding behind the Sexy Red comes from this guy and the other white people who run Eldridge Industries. So the Larry Jackson, that's just the front guy. Again, that's just the front Negro that they get. They get a front Negro and they'll place all the blame on them when they promote ratchetry and degeneracy. They go get the black person and say, say he he made us do it. It, it was it was him. He he made us do it. So that's their whole shtick, ladies and gentlemen. Always get that black front person who you can use as the crash dummy when things go left. So that's what they do with Oprah. That's what they do with Oprah, ladies and gentlemen. With the Color Purple movie, they threw Oprah out there like she was running the show, which she's not. It's white money, and, you know, they just got Oprah as the front person. And when things go left, when all of the complaints started coming in, 
instead of talking about the white producers and the white money that's being used to not give to the black actresses, they put it all on Oprah. Oprah becomes the fall guy. And they have to call Oprah, and Oprah has to basically call the white people for them. That's what that's about. But it makes it it seems like it's Oprah's fault. Oprah wasn't running the show with the color purple. I'm telling y'all now, Oprah was not running the show. Oprah had to, she was the go-between. She was just their front negress. She was the go-between. They just used Oprah. So when the criticism came, it's going to hit her and not the white producers. You understand? And before I get back into the Monique scene thing, that's why, family, you notice Hollywood keeps trying to get so many non-FBA actors out here. This is one of the reasons why, ladies and gentlemen, they keep trying to find non-FBA actors. They're going out of their way to promote these non-FBA actors, getting these actors from Britain and Africa and trying to get athletes from all over the place. There's even a new rumor now about um, Pirates of the Caribbean. There's a rumor now that there's going to be a spinoff. <coughs> Excuse me. And the spinoff is going to have this African lady here, Ayo Edebiri. Disney considers Ayo Edebiri as a replacement for Johnny Depp. Now, she's not going to be a replacement for Johnny Depp. I think that's the studio rumor that they put out to get some buzz for it. But yeah, she's going to be in some kind of spinoff, some African lady. But they just put the studios, they put these little rumors out just to generate buzz. But family, the reason why they're trying to get so many of these non-FBA actors for these movies, because see, you can you can treat them a certain way. See, the thing is, I've talked about this before. See, Foundational Black Americans, see, they give us that platform. We use our talents to rise up with their platforms. You know, we start using it against them to a certain degree. We start changing the system from within. So they don't like that. They know Foundational Black Americans. We get out here changing the system from within. And um, the Cynthia Arrivos and all of these people, they're not going to complain about no money. They're just going to be happy for the opportunity. They're not going to say nothing. We almost got 3,000 people in here, ladies and gentlemen. Are y'all? Should I get on camera now? Should I get on camera now, ladies and gentlemen? Should I do it? Yeah, we almost got 3,000. I mean, let me hop on here with y'all, man. Boom. There it is. I'm Fila Fresh. <laughs> What's going on? I'm Fila Fresh tonight. But listen, 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 listen. They understand that foundational black American actors and actresses, they're going to be like, where that money at, LaShondra? Where that money at? We going to ask for our money now. One thing you're not going to do with foundational black Americans is trick us about our money. If we did something, we want what we are supposed to get. We done been through the slave thing already. We ain't doing that no more. 
foundational black Americans, we've kind of had this code of conduct like, hey, I ain't working for free no more. I'm going to have to get that bag. Yeah, we've done enough free work. We done built this whole country for free. Yeah, y'all going to have to start coughing up that cheddar. Show me the money, LaShondra. We're going to get our money. Yeah, when they say, uh, even at the job, when they start at, hey, anybody wants to work overtime? Well, how much is that overtime money going to be, sir? Can somebody run to the store for me? Yes. Is that going to be um, some overtime? <laughs> we're going to ask for the money. Oh, yeah, we, we're, we're going to get what we're supposed to damn get. We're going to get our money. If we work, we're going to say, hey, man, let me hold something. You did And they know that. Look at the color purple. See, a Cynthia Erivo or whoever, they're not going to go on a press run criticizing the money like Taraji P. Henson did. Taraji P. Henson went on a press run for the movie criticizing the pay. Like, hey, yo, y'all go see the color purple. They ain't really pay me right, but, um, you know, it's all good, though. Uh, you know, hopefully they pay me better next time. You know, I, I try so hard, but she, she was putting it on now. <laughs> Taraji P. Henson embarrassed their ass. She put it on them, though. <laughs> oh, they were pissed at Taraji. Taraji went out there and put the business out there. You know, yeah, the color purple, I had a great time doing it. I love Fantasia, but, you know, my little money was funny. And as a black woman, you know, still I rise. You know, I carry the spirit of Rosa Parks. You know, she was extra. Oh, she was extra with it. <laughs> huh. Oh, she was so extra. Man. <laughs> so, so look. So look. Terrence Howard, he's criticizing the industry. He's out here saying, hey, man, when I did um, Hustle and Flow, they only gave me $12,000, man. They playing with my money out here. And then they try to punish us for asking for our money. With our brother Wesley Snipes, when Wesley was doing the blade, Wesley was trying to get his paper up. Then they hit him with the whammy bammy. We as foundational black Americans, see, we're going to ask for our paper. So they're like, we're going to have to get some other people in here. Shit. You dig? And Monique, shout out to Monique. Monique is asking for her paper. You know? Terrence Howard was like, I only got $12,000, man. I can't do that kind of work, man. The industry is really funny, man. I, I'm not getting the money I'm supposed to get, man. You know. So, Mo is asking for her money. Now, there's some people who say, well, she's I. She don't deserve that. And she don't know. No, 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 no. Well, I, I say this. And I like Monique. I think Monique is very funny. But even if Monique, if you thought she was mediocre or whatever, white mediocre people get their money, let her get hers too. If you think she's mediocre, she still should get her money. She's an Oscar winner. And there's a lot of mediocre 
white people who are not Oscar winners and they still get top dollar. See, that's the thing with us, with, with black folks, we have to be so exceptional and we still don't get what other folks get. And if we get something, they're going to let a mid person get the same thing. Like, for example, Taylor Swift. I've been looking at some of Taylor Swift performances and bless her heart. But they try to give her the same accolades as a Beyonce. Beyonce has to put on a spectacular show, be beautiful, be shapely, and dance her ass off, sing her ass off on a whole different level to be compared to a Taylor Swift who can't really do any of that stuff. She's okay, and I'm not trying to denigrate that woman. Shout out to, to, to Taylor Swift. I'm not trying to denigrate her, but she's not on Beyonce's level talent-wise. But she gets just as much, if not more, accolades. That whiteness, you know, that whiteness says a lot. Taylor Swift, yeah, she's no Beyonce at all. That's why when Kanye said what he said, remember years ago, Kanye wasn't lying. That's another thing with Kanye. They got Kanye out here using this platform to go after gatekeepers, go after people in the industry. You know, foundational black American brother Kanye speaking his heart about certain things. And right now with Kanye, he's trying to get venues now because he wants to go on tour. He needs big venues. And, you know, they're being funny style. They're so on code against Kanye. They're being funny style about even giving him a venue to perform in. This is how they stay on code. Look at this. This is Kanye talking about how he's trying to get access to venues to do his shows. Hold on. Listen to this. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on, family. Hold on. Sold out the United Center in seven minutes. And I just want to express to everybody out there to see if it's anyone that can help with this. It's the only arena that I had access to in the past year. And when I call, people say there's no avails for me. And you know why that is. So if there's anybody out there that can help with this, please do. All right. So, yeah, when it comes to us, boy, they get on code. Boy, they get on code real fast. <clears throat> so, yeah, they're being funny style about giving him a venue now. They're like, you know, they were messing with the bank accounts and just doing all types of stuff with Kanye. All getting on code. All getting on code against him. And another thing about Kanye, did y'all see... <clears throat> the TMZ video where, and I'm not going to show it because sometimes TMZ, they be hitting people with copyright strikes, even though it's fair use. Um, Kanye was going to the um, Charlie Wilson um, Walk of Fame ceremony. And shout out to Uncle Charlie, one of my favorite artists. Y'all know I love Charlie Wilson. He got a, a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Well-deserved. Shout out to Uncle Charlie. So Kanye was walking up there and some TMZ reporters were there and it was a white woman and she said, Hey, Kanye, you know, a lot of people feel like is your wife operating on her own free will? And Kanye snatched the phone from her. And what the hell are you asking me? That's my wife. Well, you asking me some stuff like that. 
What are you talking about? Am I operating on free will? That's my wife. You a white woman asking a black man that? What do you mean? Is she on free will? Because, see, Kanye... Kanye got the white woman you know, with the booty cheeks out and the breast out. And um, you wanna, when, when a black man has the optics of sexual dominance over a white woman, oh, it has to be some, oh, is it drugs? Is she, is she kidnapped? Because there's, there's the optics of sexual dominance. Kanye's walking around fully clothed with a white woman who's basically naked all the time. You know, she's walking around. That white woman is all damn near naked all the time. Yeah. So the optics of that, the, the dominant society, they have to put some extra stuff on that. Is it, is it manipulation? Is she okay? Is he exploiting her? You know, that whole con game is, you know, they've been saying that since Othello. If you look at the play Othello, I talked about this before. The character Othello, the black Moor, had the um, Italian white woman, Desdemona. And in the play, they were like, well, does this Negro have you on drugs? Is it narcotics? You know, whatever. It's always the white woman must be drugged. Yeah. But listen, but going back to our sister Monique, going back to Monique, Monique is asking for that paper. If I do something, give me some paper. They wanted her to do a promotional tour, but what no money in it. And she was her thing was like a lot of, hey, I did the base of my work already. I've already done my work. And y'all want me to go out here and take time out of my schedule to, to promote? I mean, y'all got any money? Y'all got a budget for that? No, 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 no. That's supposed to be included. And she's like, nah. Get, no, no. You know, if y'all want me to go out and promote this thing, um, throw a budget in there for somebody. Let me get a budget up out of here. If y'all want me to go out here and promote, I, I don't, I'm not mad at her. I'm not mad at her. Let me hold some. This is another job going out here selling the movie and promoting the movie. You got to let me hold something and not just travel fees and all of that. Throw a budget, throw a per diem in there or something. I'm going to need my money, baby. Hey, sweet babies, I'm going to need my money. That's Monique. Hey, look, look, and I worked with Monique before. I've worked with Monique before when we did um, um, the Flavor of Love Charm School back in Ost. 2006, 2007. I'm talking almost 20 years ago. And I've talked about this before. If you listen to me, I've talked about working with Monique before. Um, sweetheart, very sweet woman. We were on charm school. Y'all remember that? This is the beginning of these, the ratchet television shows. Charm School and Flavor of Love was actually the beginning of the love and hip hop types of ratchet shows. All right. All of the bad girls clubs and the love and hip hop and um, the housewives. This all, all of that came out of 
Flavor of Love, all right? Flavor of Love was the really the first show to get a bunch of women together to be ratchet and just watch them do ratchet stuff throughout the whole show. All right? And here's the thing. Charm School, the premise was you're going to have these women not be ratchet because that was still looked down upon, okay? That ratchetness was something that was looked down upon, so they got Monique to do something called Charm School. Like, hey, you can be witty, you can be entertaining, but Jim, have some decorum about yourself. But the producers, they wanted it to secretly be ratchet. They wanted it to be ratchet. So they brought me on for an episode to kind of teach the girls some game from a man's perspective. I just released a book called Player Be Played for Women. So my books were killing the bestsellers list at the time. My books had just come out. So my books were flying off the shelves and they saw I had a lot of respect on the streets and on the grassroots. So they wanted some reputable people to come on and um, just chop up game. So I went up there and, you know, they promoted my books and um, did an episode and we were, we, we had a good time up there. But when we were up there doing the episode, the producers were egging the women on to do ratchet stuff. So they were, while I was there, they were fighting and yelling and throwing stuff. And the producers was just really, really egging it on. And the women were just, it got real ratchet. It got very ratchet up there. Is my episode on YouTube? I don't know if it's on YouTube. I tried to upload it years ago and I got a YouTube strike, so they wouldn't even let me play it. Um, let me see if I could see. Yeah, a lot of folks don't even know that. Some of y'all don't even know that. Some of y'all do not even know that. Hold on. Let me see something. Let me see if I could Google something real quick. Okay. Hold on one second. Let me see if I could. Let me see if it's on YouTube. Uh, um, no, I don't see it on YouTube. I don't see it. Let me. Um, no, it's not on YouTube because I um I know Viacom wouldn't let a lot of their stuff get on there. Viacom because I wanted to upload a lot of my MTV stuff and yeah they they take that stuff down. A lot of that Viacom stuff. They take it down. Wait, wait, is this it? Wait, hold on. Wait, wait, what is this? Okay, I think they got me under Flavor of Love. Hold on one second. On today's show, we're going to talk about... Okay, this is... No, this is me. Oh, okay, hold on. Okay, this ain't it. This ain't it. That's just me talking about it. So, yeah, they it's not up. So, if you look around, you'll, you'll probably find it somewhere. If you look around, it's on YouTube. Oh, okay. iTunes got that episode... So anyway, I, I'm saying this. So in, I'm, I'm on there. Me, Monique, we're on there. We, we're doing our thing. And the women, they start fighting and being ratchet. And it it, it went all the way left. It was, and it, it really went all the way left. And the white producers, oh, they were just cock-con and kikin. So we go backstage. Well, backstage. Backstage was really an upstairs master bedroom that they, because this was at a house up in Encino. It was a house up in Encino, California, up in the hills, and real nice house. And they had everybody staying in that, all the girls staying in the house. And um, we were in the backstage, off-camera area. It was me, Monique, the producers, and Monique was upset with um, 
the way that the women were portrayed. Monique was like, yeah, I was on Made. Y'all didn't know that? I was on MTV Made. Yeah, man, y'all y'all don't know my resume. Let me, I'm going to run my resume down in a minute. So we're in the room and Monique was like, hey, I don't, I don't like the way y'all showing them sisters like that. I don't like that. She was like, yeah, I don't like the way you portrayed them sisters. That's not a good look. I don't, I don't want black women to be looked upon like that. And the producers, one of the, one of the white guys, he's back there just skinning and grinning. Oh, no, 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 no. It's great stuff. This is so good. Monique was like, no, I'm, I'm not laughing. That's not funny. That's not funny, man. And we got Tyreek here. Tariq is here. He's our guest. And, you know, all of this nonsense going on in front of our guest here. And just the way y'all portraying these sisters, that, that's, that ain't it. You know, and I've always had respect for Monique for speaking up for them sisters and, and, and telling these white producers, showing black women like that, that's not a good look. And sure enough, that was the image that they wanted because they all now build shows around that type of ratchetness. And I'm telling you, it's the white producers behind it. Don't let them fool you with a black fall guy or a black producer. It's the white people behind that stuff. I'm seeing them backstage instigating all of this stuff. <clears throat> I'm, I'm sitting there. We're, we're watching them instigate this stuff. They're telling them to act ratchet. No, 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 no. Go throw that at her. It's that type of thing. You dig? So they do that type of stuff. And um, our sister Monique was speaking against that. And they don't like black folks to, to kind of stand up to them like that. They don't like black people to stand up to them. Yeah, a lot of folks, man, I have been on so many shows. Yeah, MTV made, dude, they gave me a whole spring break special on MTV. Some of y'all are new because a lot of you are young. A lot of my listeners are very young. So a lot of y'all weren't even born, <laughs> to be honest. Some of y'all, some of the teenagers, some of my teenage listeners, some of y'all weren't even born when I was doing some of this stuff on TV. I've been around for a minute, man. Dude, I've been around on a minute. Man, I've been on Conan O'Brien a few times. Let me see if I can find. I, I You know, I never talk about my resume. I need to brag more. Hold on one second. Let me see something. Let me see if the Conan thing is on here. Because again, Viacom and NBC. Okay, okay, Bob Hickam. Well, this one right here. This is um. All right. This is the clip of me on Conan. This is I don't know which appearance this was. Uh, hold on one second. Uh, uh, hold on. This is me on Conan. Hold on. All right, hold on. Um, fair use, fair use. All right, fair use, fair use. All right, I'm just showing this because a lot of folks don't know, but this was in 05 when I was on Conan. Y'all, a lot of y'all don't know, man. I've been a bestseller for a long time. I had best-selling books, man. My books were huge. Still are. The Art of Mackin and all that. People don't know. How significant that was. Shout out to Conan. Conan was very cool. Hold on. Okay, hold on. Let me turn the volume up. But yeah, a lot of folks don't know. 
And fair use, fair use, fair use. All right. And shout out to Nicole Richie. I was on the plane with her. Uh, the next guest is a data hold expert, on. The author of The Art of Mackin, right? Yes. Here, and The Mac Within, yeah. the holy book of game. Please welcome Tariq Kingflex Nasheed. Woo! <laughs> Oh, oh! <laughs> all right, that's that's all enough on that. I don't want to get a copyright strike. All right, but yeah, man, I, I was keeping it real Mackish back then. Uh, and I, I've done so many other shows. Oh yeah, I had that brown, the the chocolate brown suit on their ass. <laughs> man, this was twenty years ago. Yeah, this was 20 years ago. Um, where's, hold on, let me show some other stuff I done been on. Let me see, hold on. Um, hold on, I done been on a whole bunch of stuff promoting my books. This is um, when I was on BET. This is 2001. This is 2000, this is 2001. I got a, I got a better copy of this. Somebody else uploaded it, but I got a, uh, this is a old drama. Um, hold on. This Kim Whitley and Vanessa Bell Calloway. Look how player, look how player I was back then. That's in 2001. Well, I look like an R&B, like I'm in an R&B boy band right there. But yeah, that was fun. That was fun. We had a great time doing that. All right. So yeah, I, I've done a whole bunch of stuff. Fair use for all of that. I hope I don't. They don't give me no Viacom strikes. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, hopefully they don't give me no Viacom strikes. Yeah, the Jenny Jones. Um, yeah, me and Kim Whitley are actually cool. Me and Kim Whitley are actually yeah. Um, Vanessa uh, Bell Calloway, beautiful sister. And uh, yeah, the, the, that robust hairline is still there. The robust hairline. Oh, I had the Maury Gators. I was rock, rocking the Maury Gators. Man. So, um, but anyway, let me get back to it. Let me talk. I'm talking about Monique. I, I, now, I, I didn't, you know, because a lot of folks don't know that I did, I've done these shows. Um, I've been in the in the game for a minute, man. And again, um, working with Monique on um, Flavor of Love. That was fly, and she was real cool. And again, they don't want us asking for our paper. Even when I was doing them shows, um, they were actually trying to give me my own show. For years, they've been trying to give me my own television show. VH1 tried to give me a show. MTV tried to give me a show. NBC tried to give me a show. Uh, they wanted me to do like a like what Carson Daly. Y'all remember him, Carson Daly? Like something after Conan. That's why... Um, they had me on Conan so many times and the tonight show, I was on the tonight show too. So I was on a lot of those shows. And the reason why they, they were trying to give me shows because they, in, in the television industry, they have something like a metric called Q ratings. They kind of, when they put people on TV, they see what the Q ratings are. The, I, I think that's, I think they call it a Q. It was something, something like a Q rating. And they saw whenever they put me on television, you know, people tuned in. People like to see me on television. People like to see what I had to say. People thought I was very interesting. You see, 
and they look at that when they see somebody kind of have they kind of have this thing where people want to tune in to see what you got to say you know they they want to capitalize off that you dig so i had a high q ranking and they were trying to give me shows and my thing was y'all gonna have to give me more money than i can get on the damn streets <laughs> that was the thing with me i'm like they were offering me money, but it wasn't enough. <laughs> That's really why I just never did it, to be honest. Yeah, I had a spark. I, I just never did these shows. I can make more money on the damn streets than this. Yeah? I can kind of make more money on my own. That, that was my mentality. And, um, oh, yeah, the white woman be choosing heavy. But yeah, that was my thing. I could, I don't, I don't, y'all called me for this television show. I wasn't auditioning or whatever. So yeah, um, they started giving my ideas to the white boys and, you know, you never heard of them anymore. They had their shows and, you know, their shit just kind of, they disappeared. Yeah, I'm still around for a reason. I'm still around and still relevant 25 years later because I stayed true to it. Um, just like Monique is saying and all these other people are saying, man, the industry, they try to give you this little old piece of money that ain't really worth nothing. And I'm not, uh, I'm, I'm looking at them. If I, if I do this show, I'm gonna have to downgrade my lifestyle. If I do this show for this major network, the money y'all paying me and y'all want me to, to work for a few months, um, I'm gonna have to downgrade. <laughs> you, you think that was my whole thing? I don't want to downgrade. I mean, and that's why whenever I went on these shows, I'm like, I, I got to promote something. You know, I use those shows as my little personal commercials to promote my books that I had out. You dig? And my books were put out independently. And and then I got with Simon and Schuster, and and those guys, and and then, um. I realized, hey, I don't even need to go through them. I started getting the major book deals. They saw how many books I was selling independently with The Art of Mac, and we sold like a quarter of a million books with The Art of Mac. And so the major publishers started hitting me up and giving me these book deals. I got to deal with Penguin and Simon and Schuster at the same time, which was unheard of. My book, The Art of the 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 book, The Mac Within came out with Penguin. Player Be Played came out with Simon and Schuster. Yeah. Two of the biggest publishers in the world. And they gave me big advances, but then I realized that advance I got to pay it back. And then they keep ownership of my titles. They keep the ownership of my books and then give me a percentage after I have to pay back this advance. So after, you know, they give me a hundred thousand dollars, I got to sell over a hundred thousand dollars worth of books. Um, then they recoup the money that they fronted me with interest and then give me 8% from that point on. Or ten percent or whatever. I know I get one of the books is this a pretty low percentage rate, but I'm like, man, 
I could just do put out my own books. Shit. Oh yeah, y'all never knew I was on um Conan. Yeah, yeah, I was on Conan a couple of times. Yeah, it's alone. That's yeah, so it's, it's the the publishing world is like the record industry. It's just like the record industry. It's alone. The record companies give you a loan. No, they, it wasn't a 360 deal, which they tried some 360 shit later on. They tried to do the 360 thing later on, but I, um, what they tried to do later when Hidden Colors and all that came out, because right when I was about to do Hidden Colors, they were about to give me another television show. And I'm like, mm. I said, I can just put out my own films and do better than what y'all giving me. And then when the Hidden Color series took off, they started suddenly, after about a year or so, started hitting me up, desperately trying to give me a show. All of the network networks wanted to give me a show. And I'm like, why are they so interested in giving me a show all of a sudden? Then they started sending me these contracts, and I realized what it was. They started sending me these contracts, and in these contracts, by the the time the Hidden Color series came out, they had something known in the industry as the Bethany Frankel Clause. It was They call it the Bethany Frankel Clause. And it's named after Bethany Frankel, the white woman who was on one of them housewives shows. Um, she got on one of them housewives shows and blew up and then she started getting a whole bunch of endorsements and this white woman started making hundreds of millions of dollars. So now the industry, they're like, we want to get a piece of that. They like, we want to get a piece of that. So now that's when the 360 style deals came in. So now the, the networks, if they give you a reality show, they want like 10 or 20% of everything you do from that point on. So any other movie you do, any other endorsement you do, Anything you do publicly, yeah, Skinny Girls Vodka, yeah. Yeah, that white woman played the game and used that to blow up. So they put a clause in there. They're like, hey, y'all using our networks to get advertisement. So we want to get a piece of everything you do. We want a piece of all of that. So now they wanted to give me a show and in the clause, when I start doing more Hidden Colors films, they would own some of that shit. They would get a a 10% piece of the Hidden Colors films if I did these shows. They were going 360 my ass. I'm like, um, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, if you make lemonade in front of your grandma's house, they want a piece of that. But yeah, they were trying to dig into that Hidden Colors money. Yeah. So I'm cool. I was cool on that. But going back to our sister Monique. Um, I feel Monique and I feel where she's coming from. They don't want a lot of us to speak out against what's happening in the industry. So Monique, she went on she went in on Oprah, she went in on Tyler Perry, she went in on Tiffany Haddish and some other people. Then she went in on on DL, DL Hughley. And again, DL is my guy. I'm cool with DL. Um, DL has made a couple of responses. He made a response. One, the day the interview came out, he immediately made a response saying that Monique is lying. 
And then he did another response on his radio show. Now, this is um, DL. Let me find that interview. This is him on his radio show talking about the Monique situation. Uh, where is this? All right. This is um, DL um, speaking more about the Monique situation. Let's hear what he has to say. Uh, where we at? Fair use. All right. I, I, I'm taking time to respond to Monique again. She made another greasy-ass video with her daddy. Um, we kind of relitigating some of the stuff she said on Club Stay Say, where she talked about how she was on the show and somebody, you know, they played a game, Would You Rather? And I guess she felt like they insulted her husband's sexuality, which is interesting because she can always talk shit about everybody else's sexuality. But I guess her husband's sexuality, he's off limits. But a hit dog will bark. It lets his mouth escape. But she talked about, well, she didn't actually call her lawyer. Who the fuck would be afraid of your lawyer? Your lawyer, you mean the lawyer that did your contract? The law, that lawyer, the lawyer from the firm of Negro, 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 get him down go that lawyer? Who the fuck afraid of him? He couldn't get your name right on the ticket. He's going to get it right on a, on a legal document. It didn't happen because we decided it shouldn't happen. We didn't, you didn't need to because we respect people. We don't have to do things for, for free. They took it off. All right, all right. So that's enough of that. So, DL responded. He responded back. So, so this thing is just, it's, it's, it's going to get all over the place. Now, here's the thing. Now, Monique now, here's the thing. Monique has now joined the Cat Williams tour. So, she's going on tour with Cat Williams. So, Cat Williams, from, from what I understand so far, he has um, um, Tori Hart, which is Kevin Hart's ex-wife. She's on the tour. Monique is on the tour. This uh, dude, this tour is going to be uh, very amazing. This tour is going to be very amazing. I I want to see this tour. I want to see this tour. This is going to be a very amazing tour. And uh, hey, the comedy game, they're shaking the table in the comedy game. Monique, Cat Williams, the the table of the comedy game is shaking. Y'all need to come out to the Hidden History Museum to hear more comics touch on this stuff. All right? We got an event coming up on February 24th. The comedy game is getting real juicy. Y'all need to come on out. Y'all better come on out. But again, shout out to our sister Monique. A shout out to DL. That's our guy. And, you know, hopefully some of the personal stuff, you know, I hope they just take it to the stage. I hope they use all of this material on stage. You, you dig? They're making the comedy game very interesting, and I hope it plays out on stage. Turn it into jokes on stage. Yeah, they're shaking that comedy table. Is is Mark Curry on the tour too? Man, when is that tour coming to L.A.? When is that Cat Williams tour coming to L.A.? I'm about to go to Ticketmaster. Or, or hit somebody up, and, and I got to hit that up. I got to go there now. That's going to be a hot one. You know, because Cat Williams is like, he's the 50 cents of comedy right now. It's like how to rob. He's going after everybody and shaking up the industry. Sometimes it needs that. The comedy is getting very interesting. Speaking of 50 cents, shout out to 50 cents. 50 cent, um... He spoke out against the, these migrants in New York getting 
all of this damn money getting prepaid cards. Everybody is looking at this thing real funny style now. Is the LA one sold out? Damn it. I'm, I'm, I'm a somebody. Look, somebody from Cats Camp hit me up. I'm going to be backstage with y'all or something. I'm coming through. I'm coming to that. Somebody um, get me with a backstage joint. Red Grant, holla at me, brother. I know Red is cool with those guys. Some y'all holla at me. Yeah, I, I'm come. I gotta get to the LA one. I gotta get to that one. But but look, Fifty Cent. I'm talking about Fifty Cent. Fifty Cent tweeted something like, "Damn, y'all giving these migrants all of fifty three million for migrants, and you got you know citizens struggling." Whoop de whoop, something to that effect. And then Fifty tweeted or or put on Instagram. He said, "Well, damn." Trump might not seem like a bad idea. Let me see if I could find that tweet. Hold on. Hold on one second. Let me see if that post is up here. Okay, well, the New York Post talked about it. Hold on. Let me go to the New York Post link. Hold on one second. Let me show you all the article that the New York Post made. Okay. One second, let me scroll down here. Trump blasts Mayor Adams' plan to give prepaid cards to migrants. Maybe Trump is the answer. Well, they don't like that. They don't like when some influential black people start kind of giving Trump shout outs because they know that's killing the Democrats right now. So a lot of rappers have been kind of shouting out Trump. And look, I'm not endorsing Trump. I'm not endorsing anybody because nobody's giving us anything. But a lot of people, black folks, prominent black folks, are giving Trump shout outs. A lot of prominent black people are giving shout outs to Trump and the Democrats don't like that. You understand? So they've been doing a lot of splaining. Eric Adams did some splaining. And then Joy Reid hopped on social media and tried to explain. Joy Reid from MSNBC. They always, they always send the the mammies out here to try to get the black men straight. All right. Yeah, they, they have plies out here being a shill. So now Joy Reid hopped on social media, trying to correct Fifty Cent and everybody who's supporting Fifty's narrative. Let me show y'all the Joy Reid thing. And at first, I didn't even know this was Joy Reid. All right. Boy, without the makeup and the studio, I didn't even know this was Joy Reid at first. I didn't even know this was Joy Reid at first. It's giving Charles, your lunch is ready. Charles, your chicken is ready. Is giving Charles your lunches ready. I'm just saying. <laughs> but let me play Joy Reid <laughs> talking about 50 Cent co-signing Trump and all of this stuff. Hold on one second. Let me get my audio together. All right, hold on, hold on. Where we at? Where we at? Where we at? Um, so rapper 50 Cent. Uh, posted on his IG page, on his Instagram, uh, this post, which talks about a $53 million program that the current mayor of New York City, Eric Adams, 
is launching to hand out prepaid debit cards to migrant families in New York. And he's quoting this New York Post article, the Rupert Murdoch owned New York Post. Have to always throw that in, same people on Fox News, quoting this. Now listen to the explaining. This article um, about that program. Okay, let's talk about it. Now, in the comments on 50's um, post, there are lots of people going off saying, you know, why are we sending these, giving this money to migrants when we're not giving that money to Americans? Lots and lots and lots of pro-Trump argo-bargo because, of course, 50 ends his rant about it mm. by saying maybe Trump is the answer. Hmm, really? Okay, let's start off by talking about the program itself. Here comes the explaining. Now, they're trying to flip this like we're saving money. Eric Adams was like, hey, we're actually saving money by giving them this. Boy, the explaining is, is, is insane. But listen. Here is an article that tells you factually what this program is about. Let me read a little bit of it to you. Use of these prepaid debit cards will only be permitted at bodegas, grocery stores, supermarkets, and convenience stores with participating families required to sign an affidavit swearing to use the cards for food and baby supplies or risk being booted from the program, according to the Post, which compared it to the state's food stamp program known as SNAP. Okay, and? Again, the cards are like the SNAP cards that Americans also use in New York City. Okay, well, give me one. That, what, what, okay, what kind of explaining was that? What the hell kind of, well, they're like snap cards. Well, damn it, give me one then. If it's for food, I eat. You're going to try to dismiss it and downplay it. Yeah, other Americans be using snap too. No, I don't. No, 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 no. You're just giving these people some, th those are from our tax dollars. They're like, it's, for, it's just for food though. Yeah, I want some food too. Give me one. The hell you talking about trying to dismiss it like it, it ain't nothing. It's just for food and um, for eating. I want one. The hell y'all talking about? I like steak. I, I like pig feet. I want some of them chitlins. All the hog mogs. It's, it's money. Don't try to sit here and downplay that. It, yeah, they're getting it. It's just for food, and they can only use it at stores and bodegas. I eat at bodegas when I go to New York. That, what, that, give me one. The hell you talking about? You ain't giving me one. I want one. The hell you talking about? Hold on. <laughs> Let me play the rest of this woman talking crazy. Boy, the splaining. Hold on. And now here's an important thing that you have to recognize, and this is a little bit more in the article. Not only will this provide families with the ability to purchase fresh food for their culturally relevant diets and the babies and the baby supplies of their choosing, but the pilot program is also expected to save New York City more than $600,000 per month or more than $7.2 million annually. Why? Because New York City is already paying to feed these migrants 
who are in New York City shelters. They have a fiduciary duty to not let them starve to death. So they're already paying. Here's how much they're paying. What? 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 You have a duty. Whoa, 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 whoa. They have a duty to not let them starve. Well, where's the duty to, to stop us from? St- wait, wait. Where's the duty to stop us from starving then? Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. What you mean you got a, a judiciary duty to stop them from starving? Then what's stopping? Who's stopping us from starving? Nobody stops us from starving. Food to their liking. We're, we're actually saving you money. No, you're not. Boy, what kind of horse crap is this? They're acting like they're doing us a favor. Yeah, this is actually saving us some money, guys. Because we're already paying them all this other money. This is going to be a little cheaper. So we say, we're passing the benefits to you. That's used car car salesman talk. That's used car salesman talk, man. Not saving us money. That's what scam people who sell stuff to you act like they're saving you money. Look, look, if you buy this big flat screen TV and, and then you fill out this paper and then you send in the paperwork for a rebate, that's going to save you money. You actually get this TV. You're going to save money by getting this TV. You, you understand what I'm saying? You're going to save some money by getting the flat screen TV today because you're going to get a rebate. You're going to get a rebate, and then it's under warranty, and the warranty is worth $200. So you're going to save a whole heap of money. That's horse crap, man. That's used car salesman talk. Good Lord, these people are insane. Trying to con us into believing we're saving money by giving these folks prepaid cards to eat off our damn tax dollars. Tell me they got a duty to not let them starve. What's the duty to stop FBAs from starving? We got foundational black American homeless people out here in the streets. No food. Y'all letting them starve. Don't tell me what you got a damn duty to do. We ain't got a duty to do nothing. My duty is to make sure foundational black Americans are straight first. They can't even spin this thing correctly. Man, please. Man, these people have lost their damn minds, man. They think we're stupid. This is why the Democrats are in trouble right now. This is why people are actually looking at Trump like, well, damn, Trump can't be that bad. Trump gets some of these folks up out of here with this nonsense. That's why a lot of folks are looking at it like that. But the duty is to make sure the citizens are straight first. And again, these some of these migrants up there fighting and, and committing crime up there. So a lot of people are looking at that real funny style right now. So we're going to see how this thing turns out, man. But um, Joy Reid, that's y'all girl. <laughs> That is Joy Reid. And we're out here. Black History Month. Don't forget, man, for Black History Month, don't forget to get this book right here, Hidden Heroes from A to Z. You can get that at hiddenhistorymuseum.com. And look, for the whole month of um, February, everybody daily give a contribution to the Hidden History Museum because we're maintaining black history and telling black history and we have an institution for black history every day go to 
hiddenhistorymuseum.com and give a contribution to the Hidden History Museum. We have to get that support from the community, ladies and gentlemen. You think? Um, because our history is very important. Um, people try to minimize and downplay our history all the time. Um, we got to understand how on code these folks are against us. We have to be on code to protect our history and protect our lineage and speak up for our history and speak up for our culture. Did y'all see this Asian dude rapping? This clip of this Asian guy rapping. This is why us protecting our culture is very important. I put this on my social media. Now listen to this dude here. Listen to this guy. This is why protecting the, the culture is very important because when other people get the culture, it, it goes all the way left. Listen to this guy here. Listen to his bar. All right, hold on. Listen to this dude's bar. Hold on. Wait a minute. Listen to this. Hold on. Fair use. Fair, fair use. Fair use. Fair use. Uh oh. He said he gets so much pee, he might switch to bussy. Uh oh. What the heck? <laughs> Man. We're going to have to gatekeep the culture. And people rapping about switching to bussy. Yeah, this is why we gatekeep the. Somebody says soy sauce Santana. <laughs> Hold on. Man, no, no, that, that, that's not what we're going to switch to. No, no, we got to, this, we're going to have to protect our culture. <laughs> we ain't switching to that now. No, we don't, we don't switch to that. Uh. <laughs> Lord. So, man, protecting the culture is very important, ladies and gentlemen. It's getting wild out here. Um, and speaking of that, who was I saw one of these rappers. Was it Cardi? He's walking around his pants sagging and he had on a lace thong or some shit. I'm like, what's going on with these niggas out here? The game is different out here, dude. I don't want to play. I'm No, no, I'm not playing that again. He said he gets so much pee, he might have to switch to bussy. It ain't that much was out here to make you switch to bussy. That means you done already switched. That means you done already switched. But anyway, I digress. Let me get out of here, family. It's been real. I thank everybody for tuning in. Everybody, please subscribe to the channel, ladies and gentlemen. Be sure to subscribe to the channel. Um, go to rootworkstyle.com, um, fbastream.com to watch the movies. Get the film Buck Breaking. We got that at a discount rate at buckbreakingmovie.com. I'm up out of here. Puppy Akute, Lola Vuve to the family. Y'all be good.